Commissioner Gutierrez. Present. Commissioner Poikert. Present. Commissioner Gilbert. Commissioner Espander. Present. Commissioner Gonzalez. Present. Absent, two vacancies. Okay. Um, do we have any requests to speak on anything not on the agenda? No, sir. Okay. We have the Planning Commission meeting minutes of October 11th, 2023. Move to approve the October 11th, 2023 Planning Commission meeting minutes. Second. Okay. I guess there are no issues with them. All right. All in favor? All right. No opposed. Okay. Let's go and go our first item. <coughs> Review number 2022-0075. It's for an, the installation of an Amarok electric security uh, fencing at Steve's Towing. Steve's Towing uh, is a 1.18 acre site. It's at 1746 South Sycamore Avenue there in the southwest uh, corner of Valley Boulevard in Sycamore Avenue. It's in the freeway commercial zone of the gateway specific plan, and it has a commercial land use designation. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve's Towing's requesting approximately 611 linear feet of electric fencing. It's 10 feet high. It is designed to deter uh, criminal activity. It has warning signs, the electric fence has warning signs in English and Spanish. It has an audible siren when it's touched to warn the person. And it is a very low voltage, uh, single burst electric shock. It is also compliant with uh, underwriters laboratory number 69. There are several safety reports, including the University of Wisconsin that deem it safe for humans, non, being non-fatal or damaging um, on the, the display there you can see the signs that will be displayed every 30 feet in English and Spanish warning people uh, this same uh, the company is Amarok they've um, had several projects in our city um, and all of them uh, has, have been approved in the past mm -hmm. and we have a representative here from them tonight <coughs> for technical questions there's a list of the uh, last five uh, requests, or I'm sorry, uh, CDPs for this electric fence. Uh, the Rialto Police Department in, their, in the last application requested the uh, Spanish and English sign every 30 feet, and that's been incorporated as a condition in this uh, um, current application and Amarok, when they submitted the application, they already had it on the plans. Um, this meets the, this fence meets the uh, consistency of goal 5-9 of the safety element of the general plan to reduce criminal activity and discourage criminal involvement in the city of Rialto. And it's exempt from CEQA under 15303, new construction or conversion of small structures. 
I sent public uh, hearing notices to all property owners within 660 feet and published in the San Bernardino Sun newspaper. Uh, Steve's Towing also had uh, established a sign out front of their property with the, with the uh, project description. Staff recommends the adoption of attached resolution exhibit F to approve conditional development permit number 2022-0058 to allow the installation of approximately 611 linear feet of electric security fencing around the perimeter of the existing tow yard located at 1746 South Sycamore Avenue, uh, subject to the findings and conditions therein. Yeah, yep. good deal. You had me at deter criminal activity. Yeah. The, um, do you have any questions, staff, before I open it up? Yeah, I just, how it, what's the effectiveness been for the other projects that have added it? Is there, is it deterred? You know, sir, exactly. I don't know. I think it would be very hard to determine deterrence unless the police yeah. uh, apprehend someone and they tell them that they moved on because of that. Yeah. Deterrence, I know, is something very difficult to measure because if somebody doesn't do something because, of, of something there's no real way to, mm -hmm. to, to quite measure that yeah. but um, for my previous employment experience uh, uh, unless someone's truly dedicated to an objective they will move on to an easier target too bad they can increase the voltage I mean, is that like a cattle prod maybe they can do it <laughs> Boy, is that what it feels like a cattle prod hopefully it's um, actually mr. Farias from um, yeah. Um, Amarok, sir, you could answer that. Maybe. It's a pretty good hit. So what I can say, it's just like static shock. You know, when we Mr. Chairman, if you could have him oh, put I'll his name and Yeah, if you can yeah, name and please state your address for the record. Uh, yeah, it's Luis Farias, um, and I am with Amarok. Yeah. What's your business address number? Uh, it is uh, South Carolina address, uh, zip code 29201. Go ahead. Uh, so I was saying, yeah, it's akin to static shock. And with regards to deterrence, what we have is businesses that come to us because they need a solution. Yeah. Once they install it, as uh, Jason pointed out very astutely, they move on. Yeah, for Path sure. Path of least resistance. Makes sense. Good deal. I wish it was stronger. Okay. Thank you. Um, any recommendations to speak on this item? I think that's no, uh, one of you two ringing. Does is that one of you guys? Good. Is good. that you, Dale? Me. Thanks, Dale. Any uh, requests to speak? No. Okay, do you have a motion to close the public hearing? Move to close the public hearing. Second. All right. Do I have a motion to approve? Move to approve. Okay, move to adopt. I'll make one. Make move to adopt the resolution exhibit F to approve conditional development permit number 2022-0058 to allow the installation of approximately 600 linear feet of electrical security fencing around the perimeter of existing tow yard location at 1746 South Sycamore Avenue, uh, subject to the finest conditions therein. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Good, good, thank you. It'd be nice if they can get that, like, on tags on property to deter petty, you know, shoplifting. Shock them on the way out the door, it'd be great. Good deal. Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, next item. beauty is if you don't break in there, you ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Good evening, Chair, uh, fellow commissioners. Um, so tonight, uh, for your consideration, the uh, applicant, Dato Properties, is requesting that the Planning Commission review and consider conditional development permit 2023-0023. Uh, Next slide, there we go. Okay, so um, the project location is um, the northeast corner of Merrill and Yucca. So this is just on the east side of Merrill Avenue, or sorry, Cedar. Um, so it's actually an M1 zone. Uh, just recently, I'd say in 2004, in your staff report, um, the warehouse was recently developed um, under CDP and PPD. And the proposal before you tonight is uh, CDP is required for outdoor storage. Um, so within the truck court there, as you kind of see, is where they're going to propose. Um, instead of using a truck dock area, they're going to go ahead and um, have some materials that are going to be used in conjunction with the operation there at uh, 469 South Yucca. Um, so this was the uh, layout that was approved, and, and nothing's going to change in terms of the site access. Um, the trucks are still going to access the site um, on the north uh, driveway, and then the auto vehicles uh, primarily are going to be on the south where the parking is located. And this just kind of shows a little bit more detail um, of the outdoor storage. So specifically, um, the proposal is to have about 1,300 um, square feet of outdoor storage uh, located within the truck court. So this will be in an area where um, there is a screen wall uh, 14 feet high to the south, and then the building structure uh, will be on the uh, west side there. Um, the storage uh, is actually going to be located within two structures. So although it's a total of 13, um, well, 1,350 square feet, there's going to be two structures at about 675 square feet each. So, Daniel, uh, we're talking about, is it a, a two tilt-up buildings, or is it just cover? Uh, it's literally just a cover. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. so it's not a fully enclosed building. It's just going to be almost like a covered canopy type For thing. The sun and but they are going to install um, some materials on the backsides because the storage is going to be coiled steel. So they okay. want to protect that a little bit from the elements. Yeah. And so they are going to have some walls on, a, on the sides pretty there. Simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. And so you can kind of see that cross section there on, on the elevation. So this structure will not exceed 14 feet high. Um, so it will not exceed the height of the screen wall that's there today. Um, in, in a sense, this is going to be no more uh, higher than the trucks uh, that are 14 feet tall that were expected to be parked in this area. What's, what's causing the need for a conditional loan permit? The height? or No, um, we actually, um, 2001, it was amended with an indoor. We now require CDPs for all okay. indoor warehouse storage, oh, all right. but we also require CDP for outdoor. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, you guys probably don't remember all the details, but when this CDP for this warehouse came through, um, one of the conditions was that, you know, this area is going to be used for trucks we, we, and it, everything needed to be within the building only. Yeah, so, so yeah. that's all we're really looking at for tonight is this proposal for these two uh, covers. Um, so on the site plan, you can kind of see that this is going to take the place of some parking where trucks would have been. So there's not going to be any change or reduction to the parking landscaping, anything like that. Um, and so this is basically the summary. You know, this project is exempt uh, for existing facilities, class one via CEQA. Um, it's consistent with the M1 zone that it's located in, surrounded by industrial properties on the north, south, east, west. Um, consistent with the general plan, uh, goals 2-16 and 2-22, also 3-1. 
Uh, public hearing notices were mailed out within 660 feet uh, to all the property owners within that area, published in the paper, posted on the site, as well as here at the City Hall. Um, no comments were received from the public. And uh, with that, it's staff's recommendation. Um, the Planning Commission adopt the attached resolution exhibit D. That's all I have for you tonight. Let's go and open the public hearing and any questions to staff if you have any? No. No? Any, any requests to speak? No. All right. Move to close. Move to close the public hearing. Before oh, we yes, close, sir. Yes, we, yes, of course. Um, I would like to know, is that going to increase, well, uh, increase the traffic as far as trucks? Or pretty much the same? It, I would say pretty much the same. In If anything is the case, um, these warehouses are developed for worst case scenarios with the amount of truck dock doors. Right. And with three of them going away, if anything, the trucks will probably go down. Yeah. Move to adopt the attached resolution exhibit D to approve conditional developer permit number 2023-0023, allowing a total of 1,350 square foot of outdoor storage of corrugated steel material in conjunction with the existing industrial operation located at 469 South Yucca Avenue. Assessor parcel number 0131-011-38, subject to the findings and conditions therein. Second. All in favor? All right. Aye. Any opposed? All right, that was an easy one, thank you. Uh, next item, please. Good evening, Chairman. Chairman, members of the Planning Commission, I'm Paul Gonzalez, your Community Development Manager. Before you tonight is a proposed self-storage facility that's being proposed on the south side of Foothill Boulevard, just east, um, excuse me, just west of Eucalyptus Avenue. The project number is Conditional Development Permit Number 2022-024, and Precise Plan of Design Number 22-047 for Site and Architectural Review. As I mentioned, the project is located on the south side of Foothill Boulevard, just west of Eucalyptus. There is an existing Stater Brothers just west of the project site, and the site is currently vacant. To the north, you can see just creeping out um, the vacant parcel that's there, and it's actually being developed now for the uh, Frontier high-density project, which has been graded. To the east, the project site is existing single, or excuse me, multifamily dwellings and to the south are existing single-family homes. Before you is a site plan of the proposed self-storage building. You can't see it here, you'll see in, in, in future projects or future slides that it's actually going to be three stories. So the, the different people who store their, their products here will enter from Eucalyptus and they could also enter from shopping center to the west as well. Here is the proposed landscaping plan for the project site. So the applicant actually put additional landscaping uh, along Eucalyptus and on the north side of the project site as well. Here's a picture of the elevation of the proposed project. And a second view of the project looking at the east elevation. 
So the, we really worked with the applicant for the last year and a half for the design of the project. A typical self-storage is a brick project and it's typically very square and we see a lot of those. Um, we asked the applicant to match the existing shopping center. So they added a lot of features to make it look more like a commercial center. They put bandy and they put um, trimming on the top of the building and, and different breaks and elevations to really dress up the building. And you can see it in the, the rendering as well. Uh, how much, yeah, that's, I mean, that's my only, my biggest concern with this is the storage facility, right? And really, a lot of traffic front in commercial staters. How much taller is that going to be as Stater Brothers? Is that going to be the tall, where I'm getting at, is that going to be the tallest building in the city of Rialto when we're done with this thing? No, it's actually going to be, I believe, up to 38 feet in, in height. So typically a three-story building is, is three feet or 38 feet. So um, it's going to be comparable to the Stater Brothers. I don't know if it's going to be taller. Um, the applicant could probably answer that question, okay. but it's going to be comparable to the Stater Brothers. So as mentioned, here's a picture of the proposed um, building. It's a rendering looking southwest from Foothill and Eucalyptus. <coughs> this particular site had not been developed in the past for a few different reasons. One, there is some existing re non-conforming residential to the north, and it doesn't have a lot of uh, frontage from Foothill Boulevard, and Eucalyptus is a more of a local street. So for that reason, the site has not been de developed for well, forever probably. So. Um, so we think this is a good addition to the uh, shopping center, matches the commercial center, and and that's what, if if approved by the commission, will move forward. Staff recommends the planning commission um, adopt the findings as listed in the staff report and as shown here. And staff and the applicant are available to answer any questions. Okay, let's go ahead and open the public hearing. Do we have questions of staff on this? Dale, you don't. Good use. Is that a good use of the lot? You know, I think it's okay. Yeah, that, that lot's been there probably forever, I would think, but. Yeah. What's in front of it? There's Isn't a there a restaurant or like fast food stuff in front of that lot? There's, there's actually a couple of single family homes that are <coughs> non conforming that are in front there's of a it. Jack in the Bronx and there's something else on that. Yeah, and a couple yeah. small commercial, commercial buildings are in front of it. It's underdeveloped. Um, that may be um, redeveloped in the future. Um, but as of right now, it's, it's just kind of a mixture of residential and some older commercial buildings. What about self-storage in the area? What's it, do we know how far the most, the closest one would be to this? Good question. I'm not sure of the closest one to this area. The ones that come to mind are the ones downtown that were recently built on Riverside and Riverside um, met by the Metrolink. Right. Those are the closest. That's at least three quarters of a mile away, I would think. I can't think of any that are in, in, the, in the vicinity other than those. The applicant may. Yeah, may you have the applicant well. come up, please? Sure. So. I don't know if you know where Can you please state your, your name and address for the record? Sure. Uh, this is that you're not gonna good say. evening, okay. ladies and gentlemen. My name is William Nascimento, and I'm with Laguna Canyon Group. We're out of 9850 Research Drive in Irvine, California, but we own the, the parcel. Okay. We, we purchased it from the former owner. And this parcel is actually encumbered by the CCNRs of the State of Brothers Center. So the idea originally was that this parcel, the, the developer of the, of the State of Brothers Shopping Center wanted to uh, uh, expand the shopping center in the future. 
So he bought these parcels and he was planning to buy all the parcels between this parcel and Foothill, but he was never able to acquire those. He divested of the entire center and left the land vacant. And uh, the land is subject to uh, uh, the CCNRs because the driveways are subject to the CCNRs. So uh, over the years, development there is not gone, moved forward primarily because Stater Brothers controls the center and is opposed to anything that generates any issues for their uh, shopping center, particularly traffic. So we had to come up with a project that would generate very low amount of traffic, which this does, would not impact Stater Brothers in any way with regard to parking. And so they uh, blessed this project because of its low impact on the area. And then the shop. How's it going to look from the street, Foothill? It, it, you will barely see it from Foothill. Okay, we, we you, because it'll, it's quite a ways back, okay. and there's, uh, you might see corners or tips of it as you're driving uh, from the west towards the east. As you pass the 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 shopping center, you might see it off the corner, okay. and then at the intersection of Foothill and Eucalyptus. If, as you're coming westbound and you stop, you'll be able to see it down the street on the corner. And you guys show a need, your analysis shows a need for storage? Absolutely. This is kind of in, in fill, and it, it's sort of, it, 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 we've had two studies done that show a need for this. Which is good fit. It's great business. Now, people get emotionally attached to their junk, so they, <laughs> they want to store it. It's great. It's like, it's just a great model, business model. I wish I can get a lot to build a it, it was uh, like uh, threading a needle in terms of finding a project that would be approved by Stater Brothers. Okay. Do you have any questions? No. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, Appreciate sir. Appreciate it. Move to close the public hearing. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Move to adopt the attached resolution <coughs> exhibit K, L, and M, thereby adopting a negative declaration prepared for the project thereby approving the development and use of 191,000. Commissioner, I think that's a different one. Yeah, right? I think this is uh, the first recommendation is to determine the project is yeah. categorically exempt and then adopt resolutions E and F. And you can just say E and F or do we need to read the whole thing? You want to read the whole thing? Um, Here you go, buddy. I think it's sufficient if you just read the CDP number and the PPD number. In the motion, just E and F, and well, the first one is to determine that it okay. is categorically exempt. Move to determine the that the project is categorically exempt from Section One Five Five Three Two Infill Development Project, according to the California Environmental Quality Act, and authorize staff to file a notice of exemption with the clerk of the Board of San Bernardino County. And I'm going to just read it all. And adopt the attached resolution exhibit E to approve condition developer permit number 2022-0001 that allows the development and operation of a 117,000 square foot, 621 square foot, three-story building, climate-controlled indoors self-storage facility on 3.19 gross acres of land Cessa parcel number 0131-061-06 and Cessa parcel number 
131-061-27, located along Eucalyptus Avenue, approximately 284 square feet south of Foothill Boulevard within the commercial mixed UCMU zone of the Foothill Boulevard Pacific Plan, subject to finding the conditions therein and adopt the attached resolution Exhibit F to approve precise plan design number 2022-0083 to allow the agricultural review and development of approximately 117,621 square foot, three-story climate controlled indoor self-storage facility of 3.19 gross acres of land, such a parcel number 0131-061-06 and assessor parcel number 0131-061-27 located along Eucalyptus Avenue, approximately 284 feet south of Foothill Boulevard within the commercial mixed use CMU zone of the Foothill Boulevard Pacific Plan, subject upon these conditions therein. Second. I second it. Okay, favor? Any opposed? I'm not opposed. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Next item. Good luck. All right. Good, Good evening. Before you get started, Daniel, for the heck of it, this is across the street for where they're working on those apartments finally. Uh, you're talking about the previous item? Yes. Oh, uh, it's near, yes, the frontier. Apartment south project. there. Yeah, south. Because I noticed they uh, finally are doing something in that property. Yes, yeah, the apartment project's on the north side of Foothill, and this would be south of Foothill, the, the uh, previous item. But good evening, Chair and Commissioners. I'll be giving the presentation on our last public hearing item of the night. Uh, this is an application that's been filed by 2271 Locust XC LLC. The file numbers for reference are conditional development permit number 2022-0034, precise plan of design number 2022-0058, and environmental assessment review number 2022-0056. And moving on to the next slide here. Um, what the applicant proposes to do with these applications is develop a 191,000 square foot warehouse building this is a rendering of uh, what the building would look like. This is looking from northwest of the building, looking southeast. Uh, and this is at the intersection of Locust and Vineyard. Um, so I will go on to the next slide, go on a little more about the location. So this is the location map on this next slide. Uh, I've highlighted the uh, project site there in the red boundary. The project site's located at the southeast corner of Locust Avenue and Vineyard Avenue. Um, it is within the uh, planned industrial development land use district of the Rialto Airport specific plan. Um, to the north of the site, it's kind of blocked there by that arrow, but um, is a 120,000 square foot warehouse building. Uh, to the east, there's several acres of vacant land that's located within uh, unincorporated area of San Bernardino County. And then to the south of the site, there's a contractor's yard and also another industrial warehouse. Um, and then to the west, across Locust Avenue, there's the Eagle Roofing Manufacturing Plant. So it's a pretty well-established industrial area 
Well, there are some residences a little further north, but nothing adjacent to the site. Um, so next slide showing you the site plan here. You can see on the site plan that the applicant is proposing to place the building uh, further to the west, closer to the Locust Avenue frontage. Um, the truck court would be on the east side of the building, and then there will be passenger vehicle parking areas on the north and west and south sides of the building. The uh, truck court will accommodate the parking of up to 62 trucks and trailers, um, and then the passenger vehicle parking areas will park up to 114 vehicles. Um, there will be four driveways uh, to provide access to this site, uh, two connected to Vineyard Avenue on the north uh, side of the project site. The westerly driveway will be for passenger vehicles only, um, and then the easterly driveway will be the primary driveway for uh, trucks entering and exiting the facility. And then there will be two driveways on Locust Avenue. Um, the eastern, or excuse me, the northern driveway on Locust will be just for passenger vehicles only, and the southern driveway will be for both trucks and passenger vehicles. And Locust Avenue, I should just uh, mention to the commission, is a designated truck route within the city. Um, this is just showing you the floor plan. The uh, applicants designed this building to accommodate up to 7,500 square feet of office space, and then the remaining 183,500 square foot would be dedicated to storage space. And then you can see the uh, there will be 22 dock doors on the east side of the building where that truck court is that I mentioned. Um, we saw the rendering on the cover page. Here are the elevations for all four sides. Uh, this building will be constructed of concrete tilt-up walls. Um, it will feature significant um, articulation, uh, both vertically and horizontally. You can see the height variations on all four sides. And then also there will be uh, projections and recesses of three foot in depth minimum um, in order to provide some uh, relief along those wall planes. Then you can see the uh, building will be painted in a palette of a variety of colors uh, from white, various shades of gray, and then also some blue accents. And then generous amounts of glazing will be uh, installed also on all the frontages facing or visible from public streets. Now, actually, one last thing to mention, the building height will range from 49 feet up to 52 feet from the finished floor. Uh, next slide, this is the conceptual landscape plan. Um, so you can see that the applicant will be installing planting all around the perimeter of the building with the exception of the truck court um, where it is not required. There will be a concrete tilt screen wall around that truck court uh, anyway to screen all the activities uh, within there. But the remainder of the site will offer uh, landscape setbacks along Vineyard Avenue and Locust Avenue to help uh, soften views of the development from the public right-of-way. And then there will be an abundant amount of trees within those planters based every 30 feet, 24 inch box trees. Um, and then an abundant amount of shrubs and ground cover throughout all those planter areas. Um, there was, I would like to mention, uh, a mitigated negative declaration that was prepared for this project in accordance with the California Environmental Quality Act. So that is uh, included for your consideration in addition to the conditional development permit and the precise plan of design. Um, and that mitigated negative declaration determined that the project before the commission tonight uh, will have a less than significant impact. There'll be no significant impacts uh, created from this project. And with that, the planning division recommends that the uh, planning commission adopt the resolutions before you tonight. 
uh, approving the mitigated negative declaration, the conditional development permit, and the site plan of design. And that concludes the staff presentation, applicants in the audience, if there are any questions. Okay, it's gonna open the public comment. Do we have any questions of staff or the applicant? Is there, the traffic's bothered. Has, was any uh, traffic analysis done? There was. Uh, there is uh, some discussion of it in the staff report. There was a traffic study prepared um, for the project by Stantec, and uh, the study analyzed various intersections along Locust Avenue you know, that the vehicles from this project would be utilizing. Um, there's a table in the staff report that shows the outcome of that study. Um, all of the uh, intersections that were analyzed uh, were determined that they would operate at or above an acceptable level of service uh, with the, the, this project. Um, so as a result of all of the intersections being projected to operate at an acceptable level of service or better, um, there are no fair share fees required, no improvements necessary to maintain that acceptable level of service. What is an acceptable level of service? So, you know, the rating is, uh, it's a letter rating, not to be necessarily confused with school grades, but it, it's no, a, a through F. I understand. Um, and each of those uh, categories has uh, a certain amount of delay, uh, how long it takes a car to get through an intersection. Right, right. Little delay is A, a lot of, a, a lot of delay is F. Um, the city of Rialto has determined uh, that a level of service D, A, B, C, or D is acceptable. Okay, so Wait, any intersection. This yeah, is D, huh? Yeah, and like I said, it's not to be confused with necessarily a letter grade of school, but it is a timing, uh, it's in reference to timing. Yeah, and so that, that road is incredibly busy. Yeah. I frequent it every day, actually. Yeah. So the, narrow, too, to have that much truck traffic on that road. I understand it's a truck route, mm -hmm. but the road is poorly maintained, and it's incredibly busy. Yeah, so one thing I'll just mention is this uh, project will be putting in street improvements along their entire street frontage, so there will be some new paving uh, along this particular segment uh, to help alleviate some of those concerns you mentioned. Because you, the reason I'm asking all that is because I see a lot of these big 18-wheelers uh, all over the, the city. There was a, today I saw a, a police officer responsible on and he was trying to take the street and they're usually not utilized by trucks, but this guy evidently, they're looking to get wherever they're going right now. Uh -huh. They don't care what they're driving or where they're driving, they just want to get to the, their destination. And that's okay, but it tears up the roads, first of all, and it causes car accidents, too. And that's my concern. Yeah, so to address those kind of concerns, the city does uh, collect development impact fees. A big portion of those are specifically collected to address traffic. There is a, there is a transportation fee that's assessed at uh, $2.80 a square foot, um, and that those, those fees will then be utilized for maintaining city streets. Um, so that, that project, this project will be required to pay those fees prior to uh, pulling a building permit for this, for this project. And this is not um, owner, uh, owner uh, developed right? Is there a tenant already noticed or no? Oh, uh, no tenant has been identified at this point. They, they could perhaps maybe provide any update on that, but the staff's never been made aware of it. Maybe we talk to the applicant, maybe. But, Unless, I'm sorry, you got a question? Yeah. Usually, there's, you're saying that there is dollars being placed for repair or first 
square foot. Don't you usually put that figure in with the report? Um, the figure that we typically put in a report is if there are any fair share fees that are required. So there's, there's development impact fees, which are required to be paid by all projects. And then uh, with a lot of projects, uh, the outcome of a traffic study may determine that a improvement needs to be made now to a specific intersection and that this project will contribute a fair share fee towards that improvement. Those are the types of fees that we typically document for the commission in our reports. There is that discussion in here about the traffic study in the staff report, and there is that statement in there about that the traffic study determined that there are, were no fair share fees warranted for this project. So the project will be paying the typical development standard payment that's required of all projects. So I know, you know there's generally something that references the traffic, so how many extra trips are we gonna have that generated by this location? Yep, okay, so the- uh, And is there a reason it wasn't in here? It, it is in the agenda report. It's uh, the traffic study has been attached to your agenda report. Um, that's that's something we do for all, yeah, all projects. Yeah, that, James. Yeah, and uh, it is, there is a section in the staff report regarding the traffic. Um, and so I'm, I'm reading that page right now. So the traffic study uh, projected trip generation is 328 daily vehicle trips. Um, so that's what's projected in here. Of that, 40% would be trucks. So about 140, 150 daily truck trips from this project. And again, that's at worst case scenario because we don't know the tenant. So there's a condition of approval that would cap that. Uh, just like that was kind of, that question was raised on one of the previous projects here tonight. Um, the tenant that goes in there won't necessarily do that. This would be the maximum that would be allowed. Any more than that, and perhaps we do have an impact to the streets uh, that may warrant some sort of improvement. But we won't know that until they get open because there's no tenant. No, we will know that. We will know that. We will know that. I've, I've, I've mentioned this to the commission in the past that um, before any business can get a business license for a warehouse, the staff requires the traffic information from the tenant before we will issue the business license. We ensure that they are meeting the parameters set in the conditional development permit. Is there by any chance a community development agreement with this at all? Um, nothing that I'm aware of, no. No, there's no okay. community benefit agreement. So the applicant. Sure. Sir, if you can please state your name and address for the record. Thank you, Daniel. My name is Daniel Ricks with uh, ZBEC Realty, representing 2271 Locust XC. We're out of uh, 3020 Old Ranch Parkway in Steel Beach, California. Um, but yeah, um, this is a 191,000 square foot warehouse, uh, tilt-up Class A concrete warehouse. It's a redevelopment of an existing site. We're doing a lot merger to do so. Of, um, I, I believe it was a a self-storage uh, facility, as well as a trucking uh, outdoor storage facility um, for the property to the north. And then they had a, a construction uh, company and a, a towing company. So we're really combining the lots to make it uh, one large warehouse. As far as traffic is concerned and trucks are concerned, it is, that street is busy with with the uh, 18 wheelers. Um, we do have a benefit of Vineyard Avenue being the main access. Um, and I believe um, 
that we have a large driveway where we could queue three trucks if needed um, and, uh, and, and mitigate it from there. We also have uh, Keith Rutherford from Stantec here in attendance if there are any more uh, traffic concerns from Stantec. He's, he did the traffic study for us. So. You really see a need for other big warehouses? I mean, that whole, there's warehouses that are ginormous all around that with vacant sign behind. There are, I agree, there are vacancies. We have seen a slowdown in the market. You know, we hope that the timing of this opens up when you probably got 12 <laughs> to 18 months worth of construction that, you know, those vacancies clear out and yeah. then. Why not open like another self-storage facility or something that the community really needs? Like a big one. Like the one down the street's packed. It's always waiting list to get in there. I mean, that's a bigger market for that, isn't it? I, we're, I'm not in the self-storage business, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you what... Uh, I mean, that's more powerful than you know? another huge warehouse. <laughs> we, we deal with one tenant, you know, not 300, so maybe that's that's a, uh, yeah. a concern. But as far as, yeah, why it's, uh, you know... A, yeah. A, that's that's what we do is industrial uh, warehousing. Well, we're excited to have a traffic engineer here because we always want we want to know <laughs> Sorry, the, throw you how up. the sausage is made and how <laughs> you come up with it's really not that big of an impact. If you have a moment, sir, if you could, if you want, okay, if you could state your name and address for the record. Yes, my name is Keith Rutherford. I'm with Stantec Consulting, and we're located at 38 Technology Drive in Irvine, California, Suite 200. Yeah. So when you do the analysis, what are you looking at and, and how are you determining peak usage and impact and the grade level, like we're K near an F, D. yeah, we're near an F, I guess here, but how, how, how do you come up with that? We come up with, um, well, first of all, let me start by saying we scoped this study and we looked at this study and uh, looked at the parameters uh, per an appro approved scoping agreement with the cities. Uh, okay on-call consultant, Justin, to make sure we capture the right parameters, that we cast the net to hit all the intersections. How we actually you know, make the sausage, if you want to term it that way, we have, um, first of all, the uh, new metric for impacts under California CEQA is the vehicle miles traveled. It's not the old letter grade level of service. Okay. So that was requested up and above because these are large vehicles you know I understand the need to want to get you know where the rubber hits the road for not really a pun but yeah you want to know how things are going to look at the ground you know we the big picture is in the universe is there more trips or less trips that's nice but it, it's perceived by the public as what you see is your traffic conditions so what we do um, there was a rigorous scope uh, scoping agreement prepared and uh, it required we collect all new data so we actually collect new data to get a baseline of existing conditions. And that's where you see the, the tubes and the mechanical counters that, and we do that very carefully. We don't just count uh, pulses. We actually, because the heavy vehicles, we actually count vehicles. There's very sophisticated software that can uh, tell what type of vehicle that was. So we know how many big trucks, small trucks, uh, two wheel, there's 15 categories. So we collect background data. And then what we want to do is we want to see when this then we document existing conditions. And to sign the letter grade that you were talking about, that is done with a software that is in, it's called the Highway Capacity Manual Software, and we input the volumes 
we input uh, uh, some peaking characteristics. So within an hour, there's a peak time within the hour. The 15 minutes, uh, if the, the worst 15 minutes would occur for the whole hour, that would fluff up those volumes. So we actually uh, get the letter grade from the highway capacity manual, which is an operations method. It looks at the number and types of lanes, the composition of the vehicles, and it comes up with the, uh, you know, it's based on the, the parameter that determines the level of service is delay, but delay is really a function of flow and capacity. So that's an accepted method, and we mm -hmm. use all the input parameters as approved for the scope so, agreement. So I understand it, because every single project that's come here, they've all, it's been minimal impact. What, like your firm, I'm just, firms in general, mm -hmm. how many do you say that this project can't go because the traffic will really destroy the area? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but there's no reason for me. I make, uh, my living is not just rubber stamping or saying these no problems. Yeah. There are times when we have a lot of problems in an intersection, especially when they're not signalized and, yeah. and uh, one-way uh, driveway on a, on, a, on a heavy arterial. Yeah. It does not take much flow for when a guy wants to come off a side street that's stop controlled. That guy will get an F nine times out of 10 okay. because he can't find a gap in opposing traffic and uh, it does not take many seconds of delay. Every 10 seconds or you know, the clock's ticking down as he's yeah. waiting for that gap to pull out or to cross traffic, his level of service is going tick, 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 tick down. So how close on this area are we close to that scenario? The how exist close are we? Are we existing like, level of service. I mean, service? you're among friends here. You can tell yeah. us. What is it? How bad <laughs> really? is it really? We, we rip the your mandate and let it come yeah. where we let the level of service be what it is. We don't have much ability to fudge it and make charitable assumptions to make it come out better than it is. The existing level of service out there today, based on the, the counts, were, let's see, I've got, well, I, we, we look at the opening year with the project, which is this existing. There's two intersections that in the AM peak hour, a level of service C, which is, you know, level of service C you start to, when you want to change lanes, there might be a guy next to you. Okay. You know, there's, your start, your behavior is being influenced. That's kind of what it is to you. In terms of seconds, it equals 33 seconds of delay. Anything under 10 is an A. Uh, 10 up to the 20s, 15 is a B. Okay. Then the, the sections get bigger, your mid-30s is That's your good C. That's good to know. That's, yeah. yeah That's what I wanted to know. So you start to notice traffic. A is pretty much free flow. Uh, you're, you're not, the design capacity of the roadway and the characteristics are governing the flow. B, you just start to get influence. C, it's heavier. D, E, and E is your force flow. D, that's F. what road rage probably starts on. Huh? Well, you know, for <laughs> just to give you an example, the design criteria so that you're not spending too much money on infrastructure and then having too much unused capacity off, the threshold that you want to design to for peak times is the threshold between C and D. Okay. That's economical, you know. If you if you make it at A at the peak, well then you got too so much pavement. When, and yeah. when you get down to F, they got their guns out then. And when you got F, you got you got problems. Right? <laughs> that that's what I had almost coming up here tonight. Yeah. Was that oh, yeah. force flow, and uh, so what, that's how it's done. And then we look then during the PM peak hour, we have C's. You know, your your Alder and your Cosmelia was a C and a C, existing and um, 
plus the year that the project would open. So how things will look if the project didn't exist when it was scheduled to come online, you'd have C and C, A and B in Cosmalia. You'd have C and C at the, the uh, 210 westbound, and you'd have B and B at the eastbound ramps. Uh, Laurel in Cosmalia, you'd have a C in the AM and a D in the PM, and a C in uh, at Locust in Cosmalia, C and D again. But I can tell by looking at the numbers, those Ds are just at the beginning of the threshold of D. That goes all the way up to almost 60 seconds. So those are D plus, C minus, okay? So that's the baseline of which we then come and we, uh, on top of that, we actually put the project traffic and then we actually put the traffic from all the cumulative projects mm -hmm. to get the big picture of what's you know, in the works in your planning department. And we work with them to say, what projects do you have coming? What should be in the soup here? What also goes into that sausage? And for those conditions, um, they're still, and D is acceptable for peak hour. D is the acceptable threshold. So we didn't have any need to have mitigation or have problems, and then that's all maintained, but the values are higher. And they went up marginally. And I can tell you how we analyze this traffic of the uh, truck, we convert those trucks into passenger car equivalents. So there, uh, every truck is maybe two and a half to three vehicles. So uh, their influence is because based on the numbers of passenger cars, this project is exempt from doing a traffic study and it's exempt from doing the VMT analysis. So we're just trying to explicitly capture the influence of the large vehicles on the network. So there was no need for mitigation through uh, ambient, uh, well ambient plus project, uh, ambient plus project, okay. Then for the cumulative situation, we do have an E at uh, the, I believe it's the, let's see. Yeah, the Alder interchange. And that, that's with all future traffic. That's the worst case. Everybody baked in. And, but there is a project that's ongoing or is planned that would add capacity, substantial capacity, that intersection that's going to solve that problem. And this project's development impact fee would pay, you know, what it needs to to make that project go forward. So, you know, we're not saying in with everybody else. There's a location that needs some attention. It, has a design project, it's gonna be fixed, and this project will contribute what it, its fair share to that, or it's based on its impact fees. So we're not saying nothing will ever happen. You can't just uh, develop like crazy and not ever see impacts. There, a need does pop up, and, and there's a way that that can be addressed. And same with other projects. A lot of times I do have to uh, recommend or identify a off-site intersection improvement for that intersection over there wasn't very good when we started and with your project traffic it's going to blow up and if we need to add a exclusive right turn or retime a signal more uh, uh, maybe more efficient phasing we can implement that and you know, we try to implement things that don't take right away because you know if I'm developing over here the guy that owns the restaurant over here doesn't want to give up a couple of his parking spaces to make it work for that guy right. so mm -hmm. we have to balance all that but uh, that's that's part of what Thank we do. Because of its proximity to the 210 freeway, mm -hmm. then say downtown wouldn't be affected by traffic at all then. No, and we have to assign this traffic to the to the truck routes. You know, they have to to get to the long haul portion as soon as they can via a uh, approved truck route. And we did a truck route plan for this. It's attached to the back of the study. 
And as was, was described, these sites basically front on truck routes, which is very advantageous. And there's no sensitive receptors type of, you know, residences that uh, people are going to really be impacted by the, you know, the day-to-day movement of trucks. The land use is consistent with that. So um, well, the good news is, you know, when, when we find problems, they're real, and they exist, and I know they do. But when we say things will be good, except here there's a problem, but this will fix it, you know, that's good news, and we, we trust that people hear that and will, will trust this and believe it, because um, there are, it does get better with um, the right type of improvement. Thank you. Thank so, you. Appreciate it. You bet. Do you have any requesting to speak on this? No, sir. Move to close the public hearing. Second. Move to adopt, adopt the attached resolution exhibit K, L, and M, thereby adopting a mitigated negative declaration prepared for the project and thereby approving the development and use of a 191,000 square foot industrial warehouse building, including paving, landscaping, fencing, lighting, and drainage improvements on 9.57 acres of land, Cessna parcel number 1133-221-0104 and 05, located at the southeast corner of Locust Avenue and Vineyard Avenue, subject to find the conditions therein. your vote? Mr. Opposed. Opposed? The, the, it was 2-1. Yeah, it's 2-1-1, it's one, one. so the, the motion fails. Does that make sense? Yeah, because he abstained. I opposed. So that just means that the motion to approve has fails. failed. Yeah. Yep. So if the commission has some other motion that will be put forward, the, the items still on the table. I move to deny the motion based on over, over proliferation of warehouses, traffic, and pollution. Do I have a second? I'll have a second. I make a second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 I oppose. Motion carries. Okay, thank you. Okay, next on our agenda. Okay. Community Development Director. Paul Gonzalez, Community Development Manager, filling in for um, Kobe Cataldi tonight. Unfortunately, he had a death in the family, wasn't able to attend tonight. So. Uh, Couple of things. Um, we have a few meetings coming up. We have one December 20th, which staff's recommending we, we cancel given okay. the holiday. 
and then we have one January 3rd, which we're requesting to or recommended to not or recommended to council as well, given we come back on the second is yeah. staff a lot of time. However, we are rec Busy one. recommending that uh, we have a meeting on January 10th, which will be a special meeting. Um, and then on that meeting, we have one item so far. It would be um, the review and recommendation to the city council for a specific plan amendment we've been working on for going on two years now. It's called the Foothill Central Specific Plan. We've had a bunch of meetings on it, a lot of outreach, and now we have a, a draft um, for the count or commission to review and then eventually for the council to review. So we'll have that on the website uh, probably in the next week and a half to two weeks. And we could also email that to all the commissioners as well. Okay. So you have it ahead of time. Sure. So we would be canceling December 20th, January 3rd, and then the next meeting would be January the 10th. Okay. So if we're up with it, commission is okay with that. I'm fine with that. Okay. So next meeting, January 10th, 2024. <coughs> Sorry. You guys okay with the 10th? Yeah. We'll let uh, artists know. <coughs> okay. Like if you can, somebody let them know. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have one the 10th and the 17th, actually, Daniel. Oh, so seven, and the 17th. We'll have two. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have I should have mentioned okay. that. So the 10th and the following week, we'll have another meeting on the 17th. So that will be our regular scheduled scheduled planning commission meeting. So so I, th I don't know if it's the first time we've had back-to-back -back commission meetings, but we're going to do it. So okay. um, Also, too, you, you may have seen construction starting just west of Cactus on the south side of the street, Best Western Hotel. They're starting their grading, which is out there, and then also mentioned, and, and Daniel also mentioned that Frontier is working on just north side of Foothill and Sycamore. Um, the high density is being is under construction as well, too. So that's good. So we'll see. Hopefully, those will both be completed next year. I don't see why not, and we'll move those forward. Mm -hmm. um, did want to um, just thank the commission for all the difficult decisions they made this year, and we brought forward a lot of projects to you, and thank you for all the. All the, all the hard work and all the meetings you've attended and you know forming and shaping our our city so and with that i just want to say happy holidays merry christmas and i wish you guys a happy new year and i'll see you in 2024 if i don't That's see right. you in the end of this Before. year so yeah, thank, 2024 thank you. yeah Qu uh, question on um i noticed a redo in casa grande which i appreciate if you noticed uh, in the las colinas area mm -hmm. I, I don't know if target's helping to pay for it they destroyed that street the trucks going where they shouldn't go but I assume they're gonna keep going all the way forward toward Fontana mm -hmm. and are we gonna can we make sure they get rid of that road diet once they do tear that street up because remember we're looking at that anyway once they opened it up mm -hmm. anyway mm -hmm. so they're 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 pretty aggressive right now on the other side of um, Casa Grande moving that direction I assume they're they already have cones on that side by the park mm -hmm. so I, I'm not sure if they're going all the way I truly are but what they do I don't know if we can talk to the road department because it should be, we talked about getting rid of the road diet that we put to mitigate the, the car racing and the trucks. Yeah. So maybe they could fix it because the, the sign is still posted the other direction. People are, are just violating. Race? If you do that, where are they going to race at? Hopefully another city, but it's <laughs> some, I think cool. by the kids are the ones that did it, the rate, the target employees, mm -hmm. they took the no turn sign and flipped it the other direction. So it's not like it's going to avoid them getting a ticket, I assume, mm. but it's kind of a joke. It's, we need to need to get rid of it and be done with it. Okay. Yeah. It's a wide road. So they could take the, the four lane, two lanes on each side to get to Fontana and for <clears throat> hopefully the target employees will leave that direction to Sierra. And it'll they'll stop racing to Las Colinas. I hope it's a win-win, but I don't know. 
Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get with engineering and we'll Thanks, let I them know that as yeah. well. Paul, I would like to see, do a survey of how many warehouses we have that are vacant right now so that we get a better idea of you know, what's going on. There's a few industrial brokers out there. You contact them and ask them I, what When what I drive the 210, I, I see the sign, your name can go here. Mm -hmm. And about three or four of those big warehouses, and I think, you know, what do we have? Yeah. yeah for, for a long time, they were below 3%. I don't know what it is now mm -hmm. for vacancy rate. Typically, Economy they want. definitely slowing down, though. So, yeah. Economy is <clears> slowing. <throat> yeah. Typically, they want anything below 8 or 9%, and I'm not sure what it is now. But we, yeah. we, could, we could find out. Well, thank everyone too, the staff. Very Merry Christmas. Really appreciate all the hard work. I know we we can be pretty challenging with questions that we have, but it's all because we care and we just appreciate that. Move to adjourn. Second. Good deal. Thank you. Good evening and uh, happy holidays and yeah, Merry Christmas. Good stuff. And thank you. And thank you for the chocolate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Robert.